Welcome to the Restoration Revival Church of God in Christ podcast. Here teaching from Pastor Dennis Martin. Let's join today's podcast. All right, so let's get into this tonight. Uh, the last two weeks, we've been really dealing with, uh, I think the week before we dealt with uh, things that we say that are actually not in the Bible like we say them. Last week, we dealt with it's in the Bible, but we talked about where to uh, appropriately put it where it should go uh, once we get into it. But tonight I want to talk to you about something that I think is very important for us and uh, in in teaching and sharing. I think it's very important for us to get into this. And let's look at uh, Matthew's chapter 24. And we want to read at, um, well, let's, we'll read at verse, start reading, let's see. Hmm. Well, we can, we'll read at, at, at verse number one, and then we'll go down. And Jesus went out and departed from the temple and his disciples came to him for he showed him the buildings of the temple. And Jesus said unto them, see ye not all these things. Verily I say unto you, there shall not be left here one stone upon another that should not be torn down. And as he sat upon the Mount of Olives, the disciples came unto him privately saying, tell us when shall these things be and what shall be the sign of thy coming and of the end of the world. And listen what Jesus said. And Jesus answered and said unto them, take heed that no man deceive you. And that's what we're going to really be dealing and talking about tonight. He said, take heed that no man deceive you. For many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. And ye shall hear wars and rumors of wars. See that ye be not troubled, for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nation shall rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom, and there shall be famine and pestilence and earthquakes in divers places. And these are the beginning of sorrows. Uh, he says, then shall they deliver you up to be afflicted and shall kill you. And you shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake. And so he, he goes on and look at verse number 11. And many false prophets shall rise and shall deceive many. And because the iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. But he that endureth unto the end, the same shall be saved. And the gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations. Then shall the end come. So when we look at this, uh, he says in verse number four, take heed that no man deceive you. And I want us to understand that it is important for us to recognize uh, and I know sometimes we don't uh, do it, but it's important for us to recognize that sometimes we put our emphasis or our attention on deception coming from outside of the four walls of the church. And we, we deal with, when we talk about deception, when we deal with deception, most of the times we're talking about 
those that may be uh, deception that may be coming from outside of the four walls. And so we hear a lot of things and not just preach, but a lot of things saying, don't let nobody deceive you. And most time in our mind, when we make that statement, we are referring to outside forces and outside things where we're talking about let no, no man deceive you or let nothing deceive you. And sometimes when we do that, we have focused on it. We, we have focused on the outside, but at the same time, we fail to recognize that there are also some things that happen inside and, and there's some deception that takes place also inside the church or inside. I wouldn't say just, well, I would say the church inside. And so we have to recognize when we talking about uh, discerning, we have to be able to discern inside and outside, inside the house, outside the house, inside the door, outside the door, not just the world, because that's where a lot of people have missed it because sometimes they've been deceived inside and not outside. And so he says, let no man deceive you. And notice when he when he goes on, he talks about it. He says, the reason you got to understand this, he said, for many shall come in my name. And we got to understand that. We need to be, be able to understand that just because someone comes in the name of Christ and in the name of God does not mean that they are connected to him. Okay, and I need to make sure we understand that because somehow we have we have missed that over the years. And we believe that everybody that comes in the name of Christ, and he said, don't let nobody deceive you because many should come in my name saying, I am Christ and shall deceive many. And we've seen that in my lifetime. I've seen it where people have come, they may have started out one way, and then they begin to tell people they're God. They begin to tell people, I'm the Christ. And people follow them, and some of them have followed, followed them to their death because they didn't understand. He said, don't let nobody come. Uh, you know, matter of fact, on one script, he says, if anyone comes saying that I'm Christ, let him be a curse. Don't, don't, don't believe in it. Nobody can come and say they mean. Don't let nobody come in and steal my identity in your life and make you think that they are me because they're not. There's only one. And so he says, let no man deceive you for many shall come in my name, <clears throat> in my name, in my name. I want to stress that they're going to come in my name. And when they come in my name, they're going to come and they will deceive you if possible. So you have to pay attention to that. Uh, I, I, I'm a firm believer. I just believe that everybody that comes in the name of Christ don't mean that they are actually, and we'll read this, another scripture later to, to, to verify that and to, to strengthen that. But I just don't believe just because they come in the name of Christ, everyone is not representing Christ. And we need to understand that. We need to really focus on that and get that, that just because they came in his name, does not mean that they represent him. You know, you can have a, a, a you've seen people pull off, uh, pull people over to the side with those blue lights on and, and stop people and even go and put on a, a, a thing, look like a police uniform 
and found out that they were not police. They were they were perpetrating. They were uh, acting like per, uh, like uh, the police. And so they they came in the name of the force, but they were not police, actually. And so he said, don't let nobody do that. He says, you shall hear wars and rumors of wars. Don't be troubled. These things got to come. They must come to pass. Don't go through no changes. Uh, don't, don't, don't let nobody fool you. That stuff got to happen. And so he says, uh, you got to understand it, but the end's not yet. Nation to rise up against nation. You're going to see uh, famine. You're going to see pestilence, earthquakes in diverse places. He said, but these are the beginning of sorrows. They'll deliver you up to be killed and, and, and many uh, will be offended and shall betray uh, one another and shall hate another. We see all of those things taking place. And he says, don't let none of this deceive you because these are the signs that you need to look for as it relates to my return or my coming. And then he says in verse 11, and many false prophets shall rise and shall deceive many. Now understand as a, as, as a pastor and as one that has, uh, has, has, moved in the prophetic ministry. I never call myself a prophet, but I have moved in that, that offers that gift before and several times in these 47 years. And, uh, but now understand that we have to still deal with what Jesus said. I don't care how many prophets or prophetess are in the land or how many people connect that to their name. Jesus says many false prophets shall rise and shall deceive many, which gives us that we need to understand that everyone that tags that, that title to their name does not mean that they are a prophet or a prophetess. And it don't mean they came in and they're doing the work of the Lord. But we have been taught so much that we sort of, uh, and it's sort of getting to the place now that all of the, uh, in church, he talks about the fivefold ministry in the scripture, but in, in the church, we almost try to highlight one ministry more than the other, a one, uh, gift over the other. Either we exalt the evangelist or we exalt the pastor or we exalt the teacher or we exalt the prophet. And some people tell you, you know, if you don't have a prophet, uh, you know, but then he did give pastors. Now, every pastor may not be a prophet. Uh, unfortunately, that's that's true. And so they operate in their area, which they operate in. But now understand here, he says, many false prophets. And so if they're false prophets in the land, he said they shall deceive many. So we have to deal with that fact. We got we got to, you know, don't get offended. People get offended if, if folks think that they're false. And, uh, you know, everyone has their, I guess, their opinion until God proves, proves something to them or whatever. But, you know, everyone that comes uh, is not a prophet. They're not a prophetess. I don't, care how, I don't care how mystical they may seem or whatever, because I believe that when you, uh, when, when you are a true prophet or prophetess, the benediction on the prophet a true prophet and a prophetess is that is and it came to pass. That's that's the benediction. 
their words don't just fall to the ground. And so you have to understand that. So he says, don't let them come deceiving you. Matter of fact, when you read back in the scripture, in, in one uh, scripture in Bible, uh, God wanted to know what would you go to do to, to get these people deceived? He said, I'll go down and be a lying spirit in the mouth of all the prophets. I'll go down and be, in a, be a lying spirit in the mouth of all the prophets. So we can't act like that we don't have no lying prophets. And there are those that don't lie. And, and, and I know we've got some real ones. That's true. They real. But then we got some that are deceitful and lie. And they lie good. And they deceive a lot of people. All right. So he says you need to understand that. And because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. But he that shall endure to the end, the same shall be saved. Now, let's let's go on down because I, I, I was holding this. But let's go on down to um, let's let's go down to let's see a lot of verses in between. But I, I'm going to get to verse. Um, let's go at verse 22. And the same chapter, uh, Matthew's 24, but let's go to verse 22, because I want you to, to, to get this. He said, except those days be shortened, there should be no flesh to be saved, but for the elect's sake, those days shall be shortened. If then, if any man shall say unto me, lo, here is Christ or there, believe it not. He says, watch this, verse 24, and I want you to hear this, for there shall arise false Christ and false prophets. I didn't say this. We got to keep, we got to balance the book. We got to balance the Bible. We just can't lean all the way to the true prophets. We also got to lean to those that are false prophets. And we got to keep it so people can discern and know the difference between what is real and what is not real. He said, for uh, false Christ and false prophets and shall show great signs and wonders. So he gives us to understand, don't, don't, and I'm, I know I'm going to get into this touchy area, but I got to get into it tonight because I need y'all to get this. He says, notice this, they're going to show great signs and wonders. So now, sometimes we are caught up into signs and wonders. Okay, it's real quiet now. I said sometimes we're caught up into signs and wonders. He said, and, and one of the things you need to pay attention to is those that come as false Christ and as false prophets they're going to show great signs and wonders. Some things are going to happen that look legit. They're going to, they're going to, some things going to happen that look authentic. They look right. They look like it's good. He said, but you need to understand, don't get caught up just in the signs and wonders. And y'all know we do that. In, we, we, but we've done that for years in church. Oh, we've done it for years in church. Signs and wonders. Somebody come and, and some happen, we'd be like, ooh, that's a man of God. That's a woman of God. Oh, no, 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 no. 
Come on, y'all. And 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 this is New Testament, but if you want to really get into it, you can go to the Old Testament and find that when uh when when God said to Pharaoh, let my people go, the first part of those plagues, Pharaoh was not intimidated. He was not even moved by what, what Moses said. Reason he wasn't moved, you ain't got to take my word, study for yourself. He wasn't moved because everything that Moses did with, with his rod, the first couple of plagues and the first couple of things that happened, uh, Pharaoh's musicians duplicated what he did. I think it, if I'm not mistaken, if I remember correctly about the third, the third plague, which was uh, the plague, but I think was frogs or whatever. Uh, I believe it was the frogs of the blood. Can't remember which one, but it's one of those. Take my word that God made a separation and said, now tomorrow make a separation between my people and your people. Now, the only thing that's going to be happening is going to be happening with the Egyptians, but ain't nothing going to be happening on our side because it's going to be clean. And then on one occasion, Pharaoh was definitely not impressed because Moses threw down the rod and it turned into a serpent. And Pharaoh was like, big deal. And he got his magicians and they threw theirs down and theirs became a serpent. But the only difference was the serpent that uh, that Moses rod turned into swallowed up their serpent and then Moses picked it back up. Now, it, that was impressive. But that gives you to understand there's always a counterfeit to some that's real. And so this is why he says, don't get, uh, they're going to come with signs and, and wonders and uh, in so much that if it was possible, watch this, they shall deceive the very elect. And that's what Jesus said. He says, if, 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 it's, if it's right, they shall deceive the very elect. Now, I didn't write this. I know we don't teach like, like this in church, but we got to teach it if we're going to teach balance of the Bible. He says, uh, they'll, they'll deceive the very elect. Those that's been dancing, shouting, speaking in tongues, been saved all this time, will be deceived if you're not careful. Because they got caught up in the signs and wonders. Are you following me? And then verse 25, he says this. He said, behold, I told you before. Now, that's what he said. He said, I, I've told you before. Uh, and so, um, you know, he, he, he gets it. He gets it and keeps telling us. So he says, wherefore, if they shall say unto you, behold, he is in the desert, go not forth. Behold, he is in the secret chambers, believe it not, for as the lightning cometh out of the east and shineth even to the west, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. And so he says, don't let nobody deceive you. Don't get caught up. Don't let it happen because it's so easy to be deceived. And then for those of you that say, well, I, I'll never be deceived. He said, if, if, it was, if it's possible, they, they will deceive the very elect. They'll, they'll deceive those that's been around here a long time. 
Amen. Now let's look at another scripture. Uh, all right. First uh, Corinthians chapter three, verse 18. And I'm, I'm, I'm moving on tonight. I'm not going to stay uh, long. First Corinthians chapter three, verse 13. He says, let no man deceive himself. If any man among you seem to be wise in this world, let him become a fool that he may be wise. For the wisdom of this world is foolishness with God. And so he says, don't, don't let you even deceive yourself. Not only man, but let not man deceive himself. If among you seem to be wise in this world, let him become a fool that he may be wise. Some things, uh, we, we are too smart for our own good. Lord, I'm, I'm in trouble. I said, some things we're too smart for our own good. We, we, you know, I always say it like this. Some of us, uh, unfortunately, some people are smarter than God. And, and that is, that's, you know, some people are smarter than God. They, they not only smart, they just smarter than God. So why do we pray and do all the stuff we do if we're smarter than God? If we know more than he does. And some people got you thinking they smarter than God. And we need we need to understand that. So we, we get we get caught up into our uh wisdom and what we think and the wisdom of the world. And and God said we hit the wisdom of the world to God is foolishness. That he told you exactly what he thinks about it. That's what he said. I didn't say that. He said the wisdom of the world is uh, uh, with God is foolishness. Notice again, and let's look at Ephesians chapter four. I'm moving. And verse 14, he talks about this and notice what he says. He says that ye henceforth be no more children tossed to and for and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slight of men and cunning craftiness, whereby ye lie in wait to deceive. He says, you, you can't be carried away and tossed with every wind of doctrine. We got, we have to watch that we don't be deceived because everything that new that comes out that sounds good, we grab a hold to it. And just because some sound good don't mean it's good. And and we're not, I, I'm talking about church, but even in the world, that stuff come out all the time. And we believe it and, and grab hold to it. And, and it can be, it can be detrimental to you, to me, to our health, to our insanity, but we believe it. And, and and just because they said it, we believe it. But he says, don't, don't do that. Don't get carried away. Don't get tossed and caught up with every wind of doctrine, everything that come out. And, and we have to watch. Uh, I, I, we have to watch when people say, I got a, I got this revelation. If the revelation that they have goes against the scripture that's already been left, then we need to uh, at least examine what they're saying. I'm not saying judge it, but at least examine it, because if it if it doesn't line up with Scripture, then we we've added to. 
And we need to at least examine it. Just not, just not, woo, you know, and y'all know how I feel. I've, I've said it a lot of times and, and y'all know how I am about soundbite preaching. You know, soundbite preaching is when people say stuff just so they can post it on, on social media. And it sounds good, but there's no biblical foundation to it. And, and we've got to stay true. And I'm, I'm going to read that in a minute. We got to stay true to the biblical foundation. And we got to stop acting like and just saying stuff to, to appease people and saying stuff that sounds good and people get it. And, and it, it sounds good, but ain't no foundation on it. Can't put a scripture to it. Don't have no biblical foundation nowhere. And folk running and dancing and sliding under stuff. And it ain't it ain't there. All right. So. Um, let's look first, I mean, Ephesians chapter five, let's go over to verse, uh, chapter five, verse six. Let's look at that. He said, let no man deceive you with vain words, empty words. For because of these things cometh the wrath of God upon the children of disobedient. He says, one translation says, let no man deceive you with empty words, for because of these things, the wrath of God cometh upon the sons of disobedience. You, you, you know, people come with vain words, empty words. And I'm saying again, remember I said to you, uh, sometimes soundbite preaching is empty words. That's all it is. It's empty words. It sounds good. Sounds, uh, might sound what you think is prophetic, but it's not. It's not prophetic. And so when you, when you, when you see that, and hear it, you can't let you can't let yourself be deceived by that. And I've told y'all many times. <clears throat> one time I was looking at TV, and I would never call the preacher's name. I wouldn't do that. I, not into that. But I was looking at TV one time, and and um, it was matter of fact doing a, uh, a Holy Week thing, and they were airing it on a certain network or whatever. And uh, never forget it. And the preacher said, he said, uh, you know, I'm a um, yeah, said the Lord told me to tell y'all, if y'all dance right now, he's going to kill the devil. And, 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 you know, I stopped, I, I wasn't in that service. I was watching on TV and I stopped and looked at the TV. And at that time I had a, a thing that I could rewind the, the thing. So I rewinded it just to make sure I heard what he said and to see, did I know if he said what he said? Cause I was like, I don't think I heard that right, but just let me look at it again. And when I rewind it, uh, he did say that. He said, God told me if you would praise him, he's going to kill the devil. Well, I knew, okay, that and, and people were dancing and they still probably still dancing and the devil still ain't, ain't dead. Say he still ain't dead because there's no biblical foundation that you can even hang that on and get people's hope up that if they dance, God's going to kill the devil. No biblical foundation on that at all. You know, the Bible talked about for God spare not the angels that sin, uh, how the devil got cast out of heaven and uh, like fallen angels, uh, I beheld Satan like lightning falling from heaven. Uh, that's what the scripture says. 
and uh, the, you know, hell is reserved for the devil and his angels. That's, that's not. So when we start talking about, um, you know, God's going to kill the devil, he's not going to kill the devil because we dancing. He's not going to kill the devil because we shouting. You know, we feel better, but that ain't no, God ain't going, I'm going I'm to kill him for you. No. And so that, that's, that's empty words. They sound good, but they're empty. All right. And we need to, we need to start paying attention to what is said, even to us, um, of, of when these things come. Now, notice in, uh, I'm moving on, 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 and verse number 3. Uh, he says, let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come except there come a falling away first, and that the son, the son, the man, and that the man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition. He says, uh, don't, don't go through no changes. And the reason he had to say this to them is because if you go back and read and I always talk about the context, if you read in verse number one, he says, now we beseech you, brethren, by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and by our gathering together unto him, that ye be not shaken in mind or trouble, neither by spirit, nor by word, nor by letter, as from us, as that the day of Christ is at hand. Let no man deceive you by any means. Now we're back in verse three, that they shall not come except there come a falling away first. Uh, you know, when you when you talk about um, a, a falling away first, many people have looked to interpret that of uh, there'll be a falling away from from the body of Christ, and people will that were once in will will be out. I. I, I I'm, I'm not going to say that, but I'm just saying that's been the interpretation of what it says, the great falling away. Um, so if if that is true, then even what we see today where people have have uh, are not back at church and stuff, could that be what's going on? I don't know. Uh, I'm not going to indict people like that because I don't know what's going on with them, but I'm just saying. And so, um, you know, we have to look at that. All right, 1 John chapter 3 and verse 7. 1 John chapter 3 uh, in verse 7. Little children, let no man deceive you. He that doth righteousness is righteous, even as he is righteous. Then he said, he that committeth sin is of the devil, for the devil sinned from the beginning. For this purpose the Son of God was manifested, that he might destroy the works of the devil. Whosoever is born of God does not commit sin, for his seed remaineth in him, and he cannot sin because he is born of God. But notice what he says. First thing he said in verse 7, little children, let no man what? Deceive you. So here we are. It's important that we understand that he does not want us to be deceived. And, and I said it before that a lot of times, we are so focused on being deceived outside that we don't recognize that it could be inside that's going on. Matter of fact, the scripture talked about uh, uh, the scripture even talked about having uh, people heap into themselves teachers having inching ears, and so you know we have to look at all of that and. Um, Let's look, let's look at, 
Uh, matter of fact, let's look at that's in Second uh, Timothy chapter four. And listen at this because I need us to get this. And I've got two more scriptures and I'm going to be done tonight. Uh, here he, he charges them to preach the word, to be instant, in season, out of season. He says, I need you to um, rebuke, reprove, exalt with all long-suffering doctrine. Then he gets to verse three. He says, for the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. Now, remember, he said, don't be tossed to and forth with every wind of doctrine. Here, he says, there's going to come a time then they're, where they're not going to endure sound doctrine. Listen at this. But after their own lust, listen at what he says. He said, they're not going to endure sound doctrine, but after their own lust, after their own flesh. And in the Old Testament, you can see this. Uh, God was taking care of the children of Israel after they came out of Egypt and they wanted other stuff. And they started, they, they wanted stuff. And God said, that's what you want? He said, yeah. Oh, they said, okay. God said, I'm going to give you what you want. And he gave them the script. One scripture said he gave them their own desires. And so when you start looking at this, he says, understand that they, after their own lust, they shall heap to themselves teachers having engineers. And so the other translation says, for the time will come when they endure, when they will not endure sound doctrine, but according to their own desires, because they have inching ears, they will heap up for themselves teachers. They're going to find somebody to teach what they like. Not so much the truth, not so much something that, that don't tickle their ears and tickle their flesh, but they're going to find somebody that will tell them what they exactly what they want to hear. And and that's that's just we, we ain't nothing you can do about that. That's 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 happening all over the world. Folk can tell you they I don't mm -mm, you know and so they, they heap to themselves these teachers and they got engineers. They just want to hear what 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 they want to hear. And and that's it. They don't want to, you know, people don't mind you uh, doing stuff, and I'm not just talking about church. Even even outside, when you got to give people sound advice, they don't want to hear that. And the crazy part about it is, people come ask you what your what you think about something, and you tell them, and then they get mad at you for what you say, and they ask you. You didn't go tell them; they came and asked you, and now they're upset because you gave them what what you what you said. And don't give them no Bible. Ah, there you go again. Every time I come and ask you something, you always got to be bringing the scripture in. Well, what, what do you want me to tell you? I mean, what would you rather get somebody to deceive you, to tell you anything you want to hear, and, and it's not true, and it's not happening, it's not, it's not even biblical, and, and God never said it, and God only backs up what he said? God, God don't back up what he don't say. God said, no, I don't, I don't do that. Uh, matter of fact, God got on the prophets one time. He said, y'all, y'all prophesy 
stuff that I didn't tell y'all to say. Y'all saying stuff that I didn't say. I didn't say that. And you have to be very careful. All right. So he says, uh, do this. Now, let's look at uh, 2 Timothy chapter 3. Let's back up to the next, uh, to the chapter before. And notice what he says. He says, verse 1, this and also in the last days perilous times shall come. For men shall be lovers of them own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truth breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, tready, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasure, more than lovers of God. And this is what I want to get to because I need, I need y'all to understand when he talked about uh them signs and wonders. Now we all know this other stuff. We all know that these are some of the signs that we look for uh, when in the last days, perilous time, hard times shall come in the last days. But I think sometimes we jump over verse number five and I need us to get to verse number five. We need to get this tonight. Well, what does verse number five say? Notice what verse number five says here in second Timothy chapter three. He says, having a form of godliness. And I need us to get that. We don't want to be deceived because a lot of people and a lot of times we are following the form of godliness. Hmm. All right. I got to Got to get out of here. I said we're following the form of godliness. We're following what looks like God and godliness. Is shaped like God and godliness. And somebody said, well, what is godliness? Read the Bible. The Bible plainly explains godliness, his character, how he is, what he thinks, what he does. Bible is very clear on that. It's it's not a, you know, a lot of people debate and debate and debate. There's not really a debate on this. If we go, if we go and buy this, it's impossible for us. And here's, here's the problem that we have is we believe one thing strongly about the Bible. We believe that that's God's word. That's the way, that's what God said. But then we turn around. And some that we don't agree with, then we try to explain it away and explain that that didn't mean that. But the parts we like, we don't explain those away. All right. So he says, having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof from such turn away. So he says, that that's gonna happen. They're gonna be denying the power. They're gonna deny it. it it's gonna be someday denied. That's what they're gonna do. And, and in verse seven, he says, "Ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth." Lord have mercy tonight. I, I pray that you get some out of this. 
Don't let nobody, don't let nobody fool you. Don't let nobody deceive you. Uh, I know people, we, we use to just, just, just falling, um, blind, but we shouldn't, uh, Brown put a scripture here in Matthew seven twenty two. Let's read that. Uh, I mean, look at that. I, 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 I just looked at it and notice what he says. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? And in thy name have we cast out devils, and in thy name done many wonderful works. And then I will profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you are a worker of iniquity. That, that's sad to get to get there after all you done done. <clears throat> and the Lord says, you did it, you were good. Oh, you were good. You carried crowds and you you did everything. You you were wonderful on earth. And and folk, they fell at your feet and called your name and did everything. That was wonderful. When I tell you it was wonderful. But the sad thing is when you close your eyes and there's no audience and no crowds, and you stand before God, and God says, and you go to telling him your resume, what you did, you cast out devils. I prophesied. I I did this, and he said, that's wonderful, but depart from me because I, I never knew you. You did it, but I never knew you. You and I never had anything. You had a form of godliness, and you got to watch the shapes of what looks godly, but it's not godly. Some things are form of godliness, and you you can learn this thing, and I, I, I got I to tell you all, Y'all, y'all don't want to believe me, but you can be around church long enough to learn all this stuff. Oh yeah, you can you can be around long enough to learn this stuff. I know y'all don't want to, don't want to, do, you know, a lot a lot of people are like Pastor Martin don't say that because you're gonna you're gonna open people's eyes. But you can you can be around this thing long enough and learn how to do all this stuff we do. I got it. I got a clip. I may post it. I I thought it's on TikTok about two years ago during the pandemic. And there's a guy on 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 here, and he's got two clips, and I downloaded them to my iPad because I was like, okay, this guy either he missed his calling or he he's been he's he know what this guy was preaching, and I'm talking about he sound like a preacher, and him his 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 uh, friends were out in the parking lot or whatever in the at, at the house, and I mean he was he. Uh, and I mean, he sounded like a preacher. I said to myself, Lord, if I had a voice, I, I want my voice to sound like his. He was squalling and everything. And they were just having, they were having fun. So I don't know if he was a preacher or if he, he could have been. I don't know. Maybe he once was or whatever. Or he missed his call. I don't know what it was, but it was just, you know, every time I see it, I'd be like, wow. So understand that we can have forms of this thing. And you can learn how to do all this stuff. You know, you can learn. It's easy to learn this. And 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 we have to be honest. I know y'all don't somebody might be uncomfortable when I say that, but it's easy to learn it. You know, uh they used to say it's easy to learn the jargons of the saints. It's easy to learn how to say, oh, bless you. Hey, my soul loving. Hey, 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 hey. It's easy to learn the movements and everything, the gestures. You ain't got to be saved. I Listen, my grandkids can do this stuff. 
my 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 the king my little king is three years old, and there's a preacher that his his mother goes and listen to him preach, and uh, he has a, a thing that he does, and uh, so I, I'll ask him. I said, "What what did the preacher say?" And he'll he'll repeat exactly what the preacher said and do it just like he did it. And he's three. And so all of us know when we were kids, we learned how to do stuff. We learned how to testify. We learned how to do. But what I'm saying to you is it's easy to, to, to take on this stuff and have a form, but still denying the power. So you can learn how to do it. Learn how to do it. Uh, hey, hey, hey. You know. Uh, uh, oh, hey. We listen, you know, and I'm not saying that that's not real because a lot of people it is real, but I'm just saying to you, I'm just saying to you, honestly, <laughs> Lenny's mother said word for word, yes, he does. I'm just saying to you that it, it can be learned. So that's why we got to understand everything that, that looks like it don't mean that it's, it's authentic or it's genuine because you can learn how to do all this stuff. We can learn how to do all of this, okay? All right, so let me read this last scripture, and I'm going to get y'all out of here. Uh, Second Corinthians chapter 4. Here, uh, Paul talks about ministry, and he says, Therefore, seeing we have this ministry, as he received mercy, we faint not, but have renounced, listen at this, the hidden things of dishonesty. Not walking in craftiness, nor handling the word of God deceitfully, but by manifestation of the truth, uh, commending ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. But if our gospel be hid, it is hid from them that are lost, in whom the God of this world had blinded the minds of them which believe not lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. Now watch what he says. He says, watch this as ministers. This is what we got to do. We, we got we to watch it. And I know we, we got people that follow us. I got it. I know we got people that love our ministries. I got it. I know we got people that have confidence in us. I got it. I got all that. But notice what Paul says to those that are preaching. He says, in verse number five, and I'm going to get out of here. He says, for we preach not ourselves. He said, if you go, if you preaching, we preach not ourselves. We are not the center of attraction. The message is not about us. It should not be centered around us. He said, for we preach not ourselves, but Christ Jesus, the Lord. I didn't write this. And ourselves, your servants, for Jesus' sake. He said, what, what we preach is not ourselves, 
but we preach Christ the Lord. In other words, we're not we're not trying to get disciples unto ourselves and then brag about the fact, you know, all these people follow me and I'm just, you, you, you don't want to do that. You don't want to do that. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you why you don't want to do it. Uh, let's see. Uh, trying to see what, what my scripture is I want to read to you. Uh, I think it's down here. Um, it's in okay here it is I'm going to leave this scripture with you and we're going to pray Acts chapter 12 y'all heard me read this before let's read it again this is King Herod alright verse 21 Acts 12 verse 21 And I want, I want you to get this for all of us that are preachers that's preaching ourselves that's, that's promoting us promoting Okay, I'm, I'm going to get in trouble. Promoting us. Promoting our brand. Promoting us. Our brand. Our stuff. Listen to what he says. And upon a day, a set day, Herod, arrayed in royal apparel, set upon his throne, and made an oracle unto them. And the people, listen what it says, and the people, gave a shout saying it is the voice of a God and not a man. The people gave a shout and says, it's, it's not the voice of a man. This is the voice of a God. Just the way he talked, the way he put it together. And notice what the Bible says. And I want you to get this. And immediately the angel of the Lord smote him because he gave not God the glory. And he was eaten of worms and gave up the ghost. That's what the Bible says. I didn't write this. It's in the book. They, the people said, this is the voice of a God. And they was like, Ooh, we're going to worship. This is the voice of a God. And because he didn't correct that and turn around and say, I'm not God. I'm, I'm serving him. I'm, I'm speaking as his mouthpiece, but I, don't put me in this same category. Never make me God. Because he didn't do it. Because the people pushed him. And gave a shout and says, the voice of a God and not of a man. The angel of the Lord smote him in the chest and the worms began to eat him. And I heard the late uh, Richard Hen put it this way. And he died like a dog because he gave God not the glory. It's about us. Not about us. It's about God. And we've got to make sure we understand that. It, we, we can't, we can't, we can't do that. This, this is about him. That's why when, when, if we if we preach him and we 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 lift him up and and show the people to him to God and to Jesus then what happens is 
if anything ever happens to us, whether we die or whether we fail or whatever, people won't backslide because they had all their confidence in us. Excuse me. They need to have their confidence in God. We need to, we need to push people toward him and not toward us. We need to push people toward having a relationship with God, having a, a time that you know him for yourself and not just through, um, you know, we want you to respect us, but we don't want you to just know God through the pastor or through the preacher or through the prophetess or whatever. When when you get a prophecy sometimes in your life, it shouldn't be the first time you heard it. It should be a confirmation to something that God has already spoke to your spirit or you've already heard it two or three different times. Shouldn't be no, it shouldn't be something that, that's the first time you heard it. And even if it was the first time you heard it, he'll say it again so you'll know it's him. But you don't you don't do that. I mean, you, you know, you don't do that. So you gotta point people toward him and not toward us. And I know that's something that people um they don't teach anymore. Cause everyone's not, not I ain't gonna say everyone, I wanna indict everybody. A lot of people are into themselves. They are tripping real hard and it's all about them and and sometimes poor people they they get so caught up that if anything happens to that person whether it's whatever then they just they can't make it they they just you know i can't do it i'm just i don't ever want people to get that that caught up in me that if something happened to me that breaks your faith your faith should be in God, not in me. You know, you got faith in me to believe that I'm a servant of God, but your faith and your relationship with God should never be broken off of anything I do. Or if I pass or whatever, it shouldn't be broken if something happens to me. Your faith should still be strong. Your faith should still be strong. That, that, that's your way it All right, I pray and trust y'all got something tonight. And uh, in this uh, study, in this time that we were studying and teaching tonight, and I pray that it has been a blessing uh, to you. Thank you all so much for your comments and your interaction. I I really appreciate it. And uh, we're going to get out of here. Let's pray. Because I believe that God will give us eyes to see. We'll be able to discern. We'll be able to know what's real and what's not real. Uh, and if something's not real, you ain't got to announce it all over the internet. You know, I've seen some posts, people, um, you know, get on posts. This person is a false prophet and I don't believe it. You ain't got to do all that. I mean, I don't, I don't, to me personally, I don't think that's necessary. You know, unless it's, it, it's, unless it's something that's shown up, but sometimes it's not necessary because, you know, the part about it is that as much as you may say that, if people are into folk, they ain't going to believe nothing you say until God opened their eyes, period. And so, you know, but you ain't got to get all over and make a big, big to-do and stuff like that. I just, you know, I think sometimes um, I always ask my question, what would we do if we didn't have this social media? If you didn't have this piece, what, what would you tell folk? What would you do? You would have no way to get it out. And so our job, my job is to preach and just share with you, teach and, 
And I pray that you will receive and, and, and you'll be more conscious of things that happen around you, things that you see, things that you hear, things that you, you know, that you won't be deceived. And, and you can always say, mm, thank God I, I was watching that or my eyes were open. And that's important to do. Thanks for joining today's podcast. If you want to reach Pastor Dennis Martin, you can email him at pastordmartin at gmail.com. If you would like to support the podcast, use the cash app, the dollar sign RR, C-O-G-I-C. For more information about the ministry, visit our website at rrcogic.com.